in our world, life in general is difficult. We will face difficult situations in our life. There's sometimes we wish we wouldn't have even got out of bed. Have you ever been there? It's kind of one of those deals where you almost think it would have been better or as the old commercial, Calgon, take me away. Because in the midst, life in general is difficult. And many times we will face obstacles that we never imagined we would ever have to face. Never, ever have to go through. And in this world, we will have trouble. Can you imagine having that on your door? In this world, you will have trouble. You may have a lot of people ask, what sadistic person would put that on their door? And yet, it's scripture. In this world, you will have trouble. I'm so thankful, though, that Jesus didn't stop there. He said, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Today, you may be facing difficulty, you may be facing hardships, but yet understand that Jesus has overcome the world and that you, even in the midst of the most difficult situations, are not alone. You're not in this battle alone. Last time I spoke, I talked about being dressed for battle that putting on the full armor of God so that we could take our stand. That if we don't have the full battle armor on, that means we're unprotected, we're not ready. And that means that the devil's darts could get to us. And so in the last few weeks, we've been doing a study on Wednesday night we just finished called Overcomer and putting on the full armor of God so that we can overcome even in the midst of difficult circumstances. For Paul said, be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus. And even in chapter 6 of Ephesians, he said, stand firm. And we can do that not on our own ability, but in Christ Jesus, in his grace that has been given to us. We can be strong in the Lord even in the middle of the chaos of life. And if you've had kids, you know what chaos is, right? Or maybe that's just my family. But even in the midst of whatever we face, we can stand firm in God's grace. And this morning as we look at the advice that Paul gives to Timothy, while he was in prison, and this is his last letter. He knows he's getting ready to die, and he wants to give Timothy some very good advice to follow so that he could stand strong, even in the midst of extremely difficult circumstances. And so this morning, we're going to explore three examples that Paul tells Timothy to model the soldier, the athlete, and the farmer, and how these examples can apply to our own lives. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me uh, to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verses 1 through 13, and would you stand as we uh, read the Word of God uh, from 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 13. You then, my son, be strong 
in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses. And trust reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure with him, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. You may be seated. You know, Paul's desire for Timothy was to stand strong in the grace of Jesus Christ, even in the midst of difficult times, even in the midst of persecution, that he could stand strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. That had been given to him no matter what those circumstances that came his way. In order to keep the faith and guard the truth, you yourself must be strong in the grace of Christ Jesus. He is our source and our salvation. The question is, are we relying on him that much? Especially when chaos hits. That we allow the Lord to be our comforter, our, our rock, our refuge, a very present help when we don't know what to do. And Paul wanted Timothy to stand strong even in the midst of persecution that would happen. And as we look to three examples, as we first look to the soldier, I want to give you a mental picture. When I think of a soldier, look to the soldier and is always just attentive, ready to go, ready for what his commanding officer wants him to do. Endure hardship. That doesn't sound like fun, does it? And yet, Paul says to Timothy, be like the good soldier who endures hardship. It's not easy. The Roman soldier would have to march and do a lot of things that were not fun. And yet, they didn't complain, they kept moving forward. Endure hardship. For the life of the soldier was not glamorous, it was hard. Talk to a veteran and ask them what they thought about being in the service and just some of the difficulties that they faced. Some dealing with war and some not even going to war but still having to face major hardship. And I think 
of when I was in Nebraska, I met a couple different soldiers uh, that they, they wanted someone to talk to, and, and some of the stories that they told me just blew me away. I can't even imagine what they had to see. And yet, they willingly went for our country. They willingly served, even though it wasn't easy, even though it was very, very difficult. The Christian walk is not easy, but it's the greatest walk we could ever take. And that we would be like the soldier, endure hardship, endure the struggles, for the best is yet to come. So look to the soldier as they face hardship. And look to the soldier to be mission-minded. Because when a soldier went into the army and they, they listened to what their commander had to say, they longed to compete, uh, complete the mission of their commander, not willing to deviate from the order. They're mission-minded. When it comes to Christ, and he asks us, go and make disciples of all nations, are we willing to go? Are we willing to do what he's asked us to do? Even though it won't necessarily be easy, look to the soldier to be mission-minded. And look to the soldier to please his commander. Will not, for the, the soldier will not let everyday things of life get in the way because he's listening to the commander. He wants to please him. Do we want to please Christ? Are we willing to do whatever it takes, no matter what we face? See, Paul gave the example, as we look at how to live as a soldier of Christ, in 2 Corinthians in chapter 6, verses 4 through 10, Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships, and distress, in beatings, imprisonments, riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, or in, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left, through the glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet guarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. Paul said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes because I want to please my Savior. So whatever he asks, I'm willing to do. Once heard a friend said he had asked a, a Marine, he said, I want you to be honest. Tell me what you think of your commander. He's my commander in chief. Well, what do you think? He's my commander in chief. Well, what do you really think about him? He is my commander-in-chief. Whether he agreed or not, he had a mission, and he was willing to die on that mission to please his commander. Are we willing to do whatever it takes when it comes to following Christ? 
even when things don't make sense. And if we're honest, we can be very truthful to raise our hand and say, there's many times in our Christian walk things don't make sense, why it happened the way it did. And yet God is still in control. God still knows what he's doing. And we can trust him. We can trust our commander. Paul was willing to go through these things. Why? Because he knew the best was yet to come. Even in the midst of really difficult times. So we can look to the soldier. Secondly, we can look to the athlete. And first of all, for the soldier, we had this. But now for the athlete, now that I'm helping with baseball, and it's not football season yet, even though I talk about football most of the time. Then we, you, you get ready uh, to hit the ball. You want to get ready and locked and loaded. You need to be ready, and it takes practice. It takes time. And if you want to be a good athlete, you don't just take 15 minutes and just kind of go through the motions. You are dedicated to it. You do whatever it takes And when we look to the athlete, similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. It's not cutting corners. It's competing according to the rules, doing what you need to do. Once heard of a contractor that he was getting ready to retire and he had he had done many homes, and his, his boss had said, you know, I have one more home for you to build, just one more. And he said, I'm going to give you $200,000 to build this home, and you can use it however you want, and whatever you have left, you can use that as a bonus. And so the, the contractor's thinking, you know, I've had a rough few years, and it hasn't always went as smoothly as I thought. Well, you know, I'll make it all legal, but instead of buying the nice countertops, he just went down a little bit uh, on some of the grade of countertops, didn't get the best plywood, well, they'll never see it, and just cut as many corners as he could. And he was so excited because he pocketed a, a, a decent amount of money. So he went to his boss and said, here's the keys to your new home. And the boss said, well, I just want to thank you for all the work you've done. Here's the keys to your home. And all of a sudden, he's saying, oh, (laughs) I cut a lot of corners that I'm now going to have to repair because I didn't do it the right way. The athlete looks and says, I want to win, and if I'm going to win, I can't cut corners. i got to spend time, and i got to work hard doing it. I think of my brother who, he basically eats or ate and drank basketball, especially as a high school uh, player. He just did. I remember my parents saying his neighbor said at 10 o'clock at night they could still hear the basketball hitting the hoop in the backyard because he wanted to play so bad. He wanted to win. He, he gave up other things so that he could win. He went into strict training so that he would be good enough to play. So first, it's completing or competing according to the rules, not cutting corners, And being dedicated. 
the time and effort given so to win a prize that doesn't last. Being dedicated. Pay the price. If you're going to be the best that you need to be, you're paying the price. The athlete has to look and say, am I willing to give up all the other stuff so that I can be the best that I can be? When you look at an Olympian, they are looking to do the best they can, and they spend all their time doing that one sport. They're dedicated. Some of them eight, ten hours a day just eating and drinking it. Are we that dedicated to our Lord and Savior that we will put in the time and the effort? Look to the soul. Look to the athlete as they compete according to the rules. Look to the athlete as they're dedicated, the effort that it takes. Paul said in 1 Corinthians in chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. The athlete is willing to sacrifice they do what it takes to win. They go into the strict training, as I said. They get their body prepared to win, even though it doesn't feel good at the time. They're willing to do what it takes. And then Paul gave the example on how we as Christians should do the same. That we, he beat his body, he got it ready so that he would not be disqualified. There's a purpose of why we do what we do. When we follow Christ, we don't just kind of go through the motions. We are to follow through and just don't run aimlessly. Now, I don't know, have you ever been to a t-ball game? It's kind of fun at times, right? It's almost humorous, especially when you look in the outfield and you'll see one of the kids, they're in the dirt playing and another one's chasing a butterfly going up in the air and you just pray that they don't hit the ball hard enough that it's going to hit them because you want them paying attention. We can't just go through life aimlessly. There's a purpose. God has a purpose for our lives as well. Are we running aimlessly? We laugh at the t-ball player that was doing that. And yet spiritually, how do we look? Are we running aimlessly? Or are we fighting our heart out so that we can be the best we can be for our Lord Jesus Christ? It's not just going through the motions. It's intentionally made, or the athlete intentionally made himself or Paul intentionally made himself spiritually fit. Why? Because he didn't want to be disqualified for the prize. He wanted to get ready. Are you ready today? Are you ready to run? Don't ask me to, uh, to physically run. There'll be an ambulance that'll be following right behind me. But are we ready? 
for what God wants to do. Then lastly, we look to the farmer. And again, when I think of the farmer, you know there's a lot of things going on and there's probably a lot of manure at, at, at some of these places, so you gotta shovel it. So first we have the soldier, we have the athlete, and then we have the farmer. They're hardworking, they're doing what it takes even when things don't look good. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. The long hours, the countless tasks that need to be accomplished. My heart bleeds for the farmers with all the, the rain that keeps coming and it keeps coming. You know, I don't know any other profession that you... You put the seed in when you can. Right now, that's not even possible. And yet, you rely on God to make it grow. The hardworking farmer puts it in the ground so that the reward will come, just like the athlete works hard to get the reward of the trophy. And the soldier wants the praise of the commander as he does what it takes. The farmer is trusting, for he can put the seed in the ground but he, and, and take care of it, but he can't make it grow. Only God can do that. Look to the farmer as he's committed, willing to do whatever it takes, even when the season looks bleak. Look to the farmer. Maybe in your Christian walk right now, things look bleak. Things look not not well, and you don't even know what to do. Understand, you are not in this journey alone. Satan may try to tell you that, but you're not. The Lord is right here with you. He wants to guide you. He wants to strengthen you, rely on the grace that is given you by our Lord Jesus Christ. Be committed, even when it doesn't look good, even when the outcome looks bleak. And as we look at Paul's final words uh, to Timothy, he wants to encourage Timothy to be strong in the grace of Jesus. Paul knew persecution would come. It would happen. But that Timmy, Timothy didn't have to do this alone. He wasn't on that journey alone, and neither are we. When we look to the soldier. The soldier kept his focus on his commander. As Christ followers, we too are to keep our focus on Jesus Christ. Where's our focus today? On all, so, so many times we, we minor in the majors and major in the minors. Keeping the main thing the main thing. The, the athlete did what it took to win the prize. And the farmer was willing to do hard work and trust, even in the midst of not knowing what that next step was going to look like. And Paul encourages Timothy not to forget what Jesus has done. It's easy when the hard times hit to forget what has been done for us. Jesus was raised from the dead. This was the reason Paul was in chains. And he wanted Timothy to understand it's okay 
Look what Jesus has done for you. You can rely on him. For Timothy could look to Jesus as he faced suffering, and Jesus ultimately was the greatest example. Because when we look to Jesus, we can find strength, we can, we can find comfort, we can find help in our time of need. For like the soldier, he followed God's plan. Even when he was in Gethsemane, he said, Lord, take this cup away from me, but not my will, but yours be done. And so he willingly allows God's plan, even though it was going to be difficult, he willingly allowed it to happen. Like the athlete, he didn't cut corners. In the Overcomer series, uh, Dr. David Jeremiah talked about how when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, that one of the hardest ones would have been for him when Satan said, hey, just bow down and worship me and I'll give you everything. You won't have to go through the hardships. Yet Jesus wasn't willing to cut corners. He did it the right way. And like the farmer, Jesus trusted God to work out the details, even when things look bleak. As we close with these verses, may we be encouraged today that no matter what you're facing, you're not in this alone. In 2 Timothy in chapter 2, verses 11 and following, here is a, word, a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. He is with us, and he will help us, and he will guide us. He wants us to be the men and women that he can use. May we allow that to happen. For it's not about us, it's truly about him. We're gonna close with a video by Casting Crowns uh, called Only Jesus. And may our legacy not be about us, but, but about him. As we do this walk of the journey of being a soldier for Jesus Christ, that we do it all for his glory. It's not about us, it's about him. As we go to the Lord in prayer, may we be on fire for him in all that we do. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love that is beyond what we can imagine. You have been there with us every step of the way. And Lord, I pray if there be anyone in here right now that is really struggling and they need your strength, that you would just fill them right now with your presence. May your peace that passes all understanding be right there. May you guide and direct because we know that each one here is not alone, that they have you with them to guide and direct them. We thank you for this day. Guide us this week that we would follow you 100%. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. Thank you.